Hello, hello, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. It's a Monday night, the day before we all have to go back to work. <laughs> Some people. I work Uh-oh. today. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, not everybody gets these holidays. Wow. What state are you in again? Minnesota. Yeah, I will never move there. Thanks for the heads. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not a state thing though. It's more the job. Mm. Yeah. It's it's not one of you can take it off if you want to, but it's not one of our standard holidays. That's ridiculous. Mm. After all we've been through in the last couple of years. <clears throat> at, at at this mm. point, I don't think it even matters in this country because no one cares. Uh, Talk about it. It's almost as if here's a little carrot. Take it. <clears throat> be quiet. Because <laughs> we're not fixing anything else. Right. So, but it's good to get it off, though. It's nice to get the. I personally right, don't care for holidays in, at the beginning of the week. Give it to me at the end of the week. Because tomorrow's going to be Monday mm, anyway. Closer to the right, closer to the, the weekend. Yeah. See, y'all, y'all be looking at it for a weekend. I don't, you just look at it one day at a time, buddy. See, one day at a time. Well, it just True. makes your weekend longer. So this topic, New Year, New Me, again, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I guess, you know. Okay, yeah. so, all right. We all, I guess, started off at three minutes on the dot. And then Carrie, I'll do the little intro, and then Carrie can pick it up from there. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> hey, guys. It's us again, Male Reasoning, uh, your friendly podcast, here to cause a little bit of controversy and stir things up as per usual. Uh, we're joined by the regular gang, Carrie and Chrisanne. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good, pretty good. It's Monday night. Um, looking forward to the work day tomorrow. How about you, Kate? Just another day in paradise. Can't complain. Not gonna, even if I wanted to. Hey, sometimes that's all you can do. Yep. So let's let's just jump right in, man. So you said you wanted to discuss, you know, start the year off, you know, happy new year to everybody. Uh happy new year. New me again. Uh so what are we talking about? What's the topic about? As as the topic implies, New Year New Me again, it's basically New Year's resolution and subscribing to this notion that we have to set a resolution for the new year that chances are we don't ever follow up on. So I guess the my, my initial question to both you guys is is this something that you guys do? Do you set New Year's resolutions? I'm gonna be completely honest. So Back in the day, I would find myself doing that. And it was always the same resolution every single year. 
So after a while, it just became, well, why does it have to be a resolution and not become like a new lifestyle or something that like I want to do instead of feeling like I'm forced to need to have something as a resolution for the year, which is like 365 days. Makes sense. What about you, Dwayne? Um, I would say I don't really subscribe to the resolution, so to speak. I just usually just set goals and just go after it. I just I don't believe that at the start of the year is when you should reset everything. It's like if you see something wrong in January, you fix it in January. If you see something wrong in July, you make the changes in July and you start fixing it. I don't know why people wait. Oh, I'm gonna wait till January to come and do something. That's that's lazy. True. Definitely agree. I, I don't subscribe to that that notion at all. Cause as as Chris Han said, yeah, naturally when you were earlier, the idea of setting a resolution or doing something next year was something that I would commonly do, but as she mentioned, it was always the same thing. And lo and behold, the next year rolls around and guess what? I didn't do anything I said. So let's put it down again. So, yeah, I don't I don't believe it makes any sense to wait a whole year to chart a new path. Why not just write your chapters as you go, as you mentioned doing. But how about people in your circles that do stuff like that, that set New Year's resolutions and you see them do that? Do you have friends or people in your circle that struggle with that kind of notion? For my friends, um, I think we're all of like a similar mindset. It's like we don't do New Year's resolutions. It just doesn't make any sense to us. Like when we were younger, maybe because, you know, everyone was doing it. So obviously if someone's going to come to you and ask you like, hey, what's your New Year's resolution? You always wanted to have an answer. But like now as adults, it's like just do what you need to do. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's, I guess as you grow older, you kind of work out of that childish resolution thing that you had to do in grade school. And as you're getting older, you just adjust and made changes as you go. You no longer rely on those set targets of doing it at that point, but you kind of see when things are going wrong and fix it as an adult, because that's what you're supposed to do. So they say, but they never give us a manual. That one. <laughs> cool. The The reason why the question or the topic came up outside of it being just New Year's and all, with these new filters and all this garbage on social media, nothing that piques my interest personally, but there's these new things or people are what am I going to do for 2020? And then when it pops up with workout every day, they're like, hell's no, not doing that. So it's just interesting to see other people's take on the notion of fixing something that should probably be addressed in a particular space, but then completely refusing to do it, even when you know for a fact that it's something that needs to be done. I feel like when you put social media into the mix, like 
for me, social media is more of an illusion. It's not real because um, people are putting out there what they want to put out there, um, not what's actually going on behind closed doors. So like they can be on social media doing like working out and doing all of that. But it's like, are you being consistent or are you doing this just because you're getting paid kind of thing? Um, the filters. I kid you not, there's one specific filter called baby that I keep seeing on everyone's photos. And it's kind of scary how it, real it looks. And a lot of people, like they're debunking it because it's like, well, this filter is a complete lie. This is what I look like without the filter. And this is what I look like with the filter. But people are so tied up in perfection. It's like social media is just, let me show you how perfect I am. Yeah, that's I've seen those filters and quite frankly, I don't know why people are making such a big deal about it because kind of to what you said earlier, it, it's all fake. So why would I believe half of anything I see anyway, whether it's filtered or not? Definitely. But um, I don't know. I wanted to kind of switch to you, you mentioned something about, you know, appropriate place to kind of discuss certain things. I wanted to get your guys's take on preferences and people voicing their preferences publicly and the backlash they get for that. Like, what do you think about that? When you say preference, what do you mean? So I guess the big example that's taking over, I guess you would say, social media is the fresh and fit um, guys stating their preference for not wanting to date black women and how they don't want Laquisha and all that type of stuff. And they rather, you know, the whites and the other ethnicities that are not black. <laughs> So they, they shared that as their preference. And as you would guess, social media has had a lot of backlash towards them because of it. So what is your take on like, if you share your preference and your opinion and then you get that backlash? I think it's twofold. So there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I only date white women or hey, I only date whatever race, but it's what you do or say about the other races that I guess garners that kind of backlash. Cause there's, there's one particular video that I saw. I don't remember if I sent it to you or send it in the group, but these guys were talking about the same topic and they went on to bash black women. That which, to me, if, if, if that's the route that you're going Prepare for the backlash. That to me, that backlash should be welcomed because you asked for it. You you walked through that door. There's nothing wrong with just simply saying, This is my preference and no disrespect to anybody else, but this is the way I swing. That's perfectly fine. And I don't think you deserve backlash for that. But the moment you start degrading another group of people because or putting that as part of your preference, then you should welcome whatever comes with it. So I completely agree with you. That specific podcast, I feel like, as you had said, Carrie, it's okay to, you know, 
state your preferences, but it's the disrespect that comes in with how they're speaking on Black women. And there's another video where the girl, um, like there were some other girls on the panel, but it's like, you have a Black mother, you have like, why are you here trying to like have this platform and you're disrespecting Black women? Like, for me personally, I feel like Black women are the blueprint or like, and will continue to be the blueprint, but don't sit here and bash people and, well, not people, bash Black women and think that everyone's going to be on your side just because you're stating that that's your preference. Like the disrespect calling them like, oh, we're not night Riders, like, dude, come on. Yeah, they, they kind of, they, they, in my opinion, it's like you said, Gary and Grisanne, it's one thing to state what you, you like, but the disrespect that you threw is where the line is. Like, you can state whatever you like without disrespecting someone else. Because you could just, again, out of respect, just not mention them. And that'll be that. But it's interesting how they chose to do it, and then I've seen videos of them like doubling down on their stance on it. So I guess it's all about clout. So. Yeah, I was, I, was, I was just about to say that that there there's some amount of clout chasing that comes with this, and we have transitioned into the time or a time frame where the the keyboard bullies have now matured into podcast hosts and participants as well as they know that saying hey, something hey, hey, don't, don't come for me, bro. Don't, don't come <laughs> for me, bro. As well as they know that saying controversial stuff leads to more following because haters following you just to bash you are still follows. Clicks are clicks. doesn't matter who's clicking it. So I think these people know that. I do not like pancake booties. I do not like white women, and I stand <laughs> strongly behind these statements. You like what you like, man. No judgments here. But it, it it's all going to come to a horrible end for most of them anyway. 90% then, hey, this is probably going to be controversial too. 90% of these people know, can't man. do can't do anything else. All they can do is talk you shit. See, you see Jake Paul right now is about to fight Mike Tyson. Bruh. <laughs> I don't know. The... Clout chasing <laughs> has got him to fight Mike Tyson. I don't know if it's that over. event. Why are we going to school? Is Why worth... didn't we listen in school? Like, it doesn't make sense anymore. It, it doesn't. Nothing makes sense. It, 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 it really doesn't. But I'm not fighting Mike Tyson for any dollar amount. It's Hell's 40 not. mil. I'll go in the ring, run around, not get hit. Good luck. It's Mike Tyson. And not to mention the way this fight came about. So he's coming for Jake yeah, you've been talking mad smack too. Yeah. Nope. No, thank you. But let's let's talk about Jake Paul for a second. 
What do y'all think about him? Sorry, I'm like choking on the smoke. Bye I bye. don't know much about him besides the fact that he's like a terrible person. How is he terrible? He's out here whooping all the black stars and putting them to sleep. Like, what's wrong with that? No, not just like with the fights, but in like general from his YouTube channel. I haven't heard anything good about him. <sighs> Try not to be controversial right now, but hey. He's he is both him and his brother, they are I guess what you can call social media masterminds. They have figured out a way to bend the will of the people on the interwebs and make a shit ton of money from it. I think they grossed six hundred plus million last year. Bruh. Together. Why did we go to college? We could have just because like think about this right now. Hypothetically, real quick. If you have a kid right now and your Mm -hmm. kid says, I don't want to go to school. I want to be a YouTube star. You kind of can't say that's a bad career move. Like, you can't say that now because they got kids making freaking 20 mil. True. On YouTube. But it's not only YouTube. Some Some of these kids are not streamers. On Twitch, bruh. and they make bread. Bruh, all they be doing is playing video games. Ma, just make sure the Wi-Fi works, and I pay for the house. But people, like, there's who people you who or parents who will pay these like professional streamers slash professional game players, um, or professional gamers. They will pay them to teach their kids how to do all of that. So not only are they getting paid through the streaming platform, they're getting paid to be coaches. Jeez. I know for a fact that if somebody told me that playing Call of Duty or Need for Speed would turn into this thing that the internet is today, I would still I I would still probably be playing games. We saw this though. The problem is our parents was like, get off the game. That ain't gonna get you no money. They just Mm. was stuck in the past. True. To, to some degree, yeah, I agree. We saw the future happening because we was in it. They were stuck mm-hmm. at work. In work, True. like, they ain't see nothing. Wait, yeah, I they... just thought of something when you said that our parents were living in the past. So, Uh-oh. you know, since all of us are from Jamaica, if you guys can remember with me. So, normally when we wanted a taxi, we'd call, like, our taxi man, right? And he'd Roger into they'd call Basie, the person who's, I guess, like, yep. there. Like, dispatch or whatever. Right. Isn't that what Uber is? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> or the, Lyft the, the, or any of the, like, the, 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 the craziest thing about Uber, Airbnb, to me, like, when they just came about, is the idea of getting into a car with a stranger was forbidden. Bro, talk about it. About Do it. not. Yeah. But now we just get out here really nilly jumping in strangers' yeah. cars and not even half of the time nobody checks their license plate. I always oh, I do. I the right say. driver. Oh, uh, like niggas just jump in the car and go. Funny story, we we went to Vegas a couple of years ago and we were 
grabbing an Uber to go downtown. So the car showed up. I was like, that's weird. It's not the same car. And the driver's like, is this so-and-so? And I'm like, yeah. We all got in the car just the same. It didn't change anything. But I was sitting in the front and I was like, so, because it was four of us. It's like, so this isn't the car that's on your Uber account. It's like, yeah, that car's broken down and I need to get my rides in. So I just borrowed this car. I'm like, well, well okay. Which, another freaking red flag. You get in a car with a stranger, it's not the same information in the app, and you still get in the ride. It's like, we, we are stupid. We're just dumb. Bro, you wildin'. You is... We're just dumb. Just a bunch of dumb people rolling around. But yeah, I, go for Airbnb. You're going into a stranger's home. Yeah, you don't they know where you're you going. to get into the house or like the unit. They have but that. That's why. <laughs> but but not only that. That's why like you seeing these videos pop up of different people that it's like, oh look, there was a camera that the host put in the room, like to watch them change it. Like it'd be all kind of crazy stuff happening. Yeah, people, people, people are weird, and for some reason, in a time where we shouldn't be trusting as much as, or, or trusting people as much as we are, we just kind of threw trust out the window, and tr- we're we're trusting the technology and not the actual people, okay. which is kind of stupid, but exactly. But hey. People making bread from Uber and Airbnb, so not gonna knock the system. Just wish I had thought about it. Man, who are you telling? <laughs> I say that about almost everything that pops up though. It's like we we've especially our generation, we've seen so much transformation, so much change. And for most of us, we're at the tail end. Like, what do you mean? Like, for example, with this whole cryptocurrency, metaverse, NFTs, and all that, we're we're right. in. So I'd say we're we're stop, somewhere stop, in a second. Stop, 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 sir. Can can you teach us about this? Is this something you're well versed in? Is this something we can like set up a little male reason and metaverse class on? Like, what are we talking about here? Probably not a class, but I can talk on what I'm aware of based on my own research and listening to other more educated people in the area. Okay, so we, we, we'll throw in a little metaverse section in, in, in the middle of the podcast. I bet. Go ahead. Yes, sir. But yeah, it's, so in terms of just being aware of what's going on with technology, we've been in a cycle where we have maybe not you or me directly or Chrisanne, but our generation, we've been buying digital assets for years now. And then it's getting to the point where digital assets and digital currency, people are making millions in months. And many of us are just starting to learn that these things exist. It's just it's 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 weird how fast things pick up and move. And then you're kind of stuck with the not not, I personally don't care. I 
I learn what I learn and I invest however I can. But you're like, man, if I saw this like a month earlier, I could have quit my job. Oh, man, to be that. Yeah, I remember I remember when I just moved here in 2011 and Bitcoin. Yeah, there was conversation around what Bitcoin was and cryptocurrencies. And there are so many ways to earn Bitcoin. You could build a mine, start mining yourself, build a server to mine it uh, using a Raspberry Pi or whatever other little technology thing you could do. There was this thing called Zappo where you take surveys and they pay you in Bitcoin. And I saw all of these things, read all of these articles, even created a Zappo account. It was like, yeah, I'll take a survey sometime in the future. Never, never paid attention to it until it hit like everybody's talking about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin is at 40 odd K. It's like, holy shit. I just needed one. I didn't need a whole boatload of Bitcoins. I just needed one. And it made it pass me by. It's funny you say that. I I remember once I found out about Bitcoin like early 2017, right when it started going from like a thousand to like eight thousand, and then it jumped up to the like twenty thousand, and then everybody was going crazy. That time I found out about it. And I was like, hit up some people from college. Like, bro, why didn't you tell me about this? Like, bro, I was telling everybody. I was like, how I missed this, bro. But apparently people been knew about this for like mad long. And it was like, it was out there, but not out there. So it's like, you had to know like the engineers and the people that's involved in it to really know about it. Yep. That's, that's kind of where I am mentally now with like, the NFTs and that space is more understanding. Like anybody can create an NFT, but it's understanding the back end, the smart contract behind it, how to build in your royalties and all those kind of things into what an NFT is. That those are the things that I'm trying to learn now. Right. Because at some point I'm gonna make some money off of this thing. Somebody got to, but let's jump, let's jump into another topic. And then I want to get into some ratchet shit. So, okay. What did you send me something representation childhood heroes? Yeah. So I sent a post in the group where this little girl, there's this new Disney plus movie. I think it's called Enchanto. Um, I think it's the story of a Hispanic family or or whatever. Um, But there's a video on Instagram where a little girl pretty much was showing her mom that, hey, that's me on the TV. Which kind of buzzed me into the, the topic of representation. And it's something that, especially in the black community, you hear a lot where people talk about, oh, there's not enough black representation in certain spaces and kids having someone of their hue to look up to. And then it kind of pigeoned me into the idea or talking through what our childhood heroes were, given that we all came from 
the same country, same cultural background. Like what, what did that mean for you? Who did you see as your childhood hero or heroes if you had multiple? Kristan, you wanna jump in on that? I have to think about this because I don't think growing up I had like anyone I looked up to besides like my teachers in school. Because I don't think there was much representation to begin with with me growing up. So so with that, like when you watch TV, when you are like going about daily life, it, you didn't have anybody there that you like, I see how they're kind of living and like kind of look up to them or nothing? No, not at all. I, I guess so. Moving on from childhood, do you have do you have heroes now, people that you look up to now? Or is it still kind of? a loaded question because like I can say that I admire certain qualities about like various persons but not really any that I look up to because it's like for the people that I do look up to I would have to strive to be as good as them and at this point in my life it feels pretty unattainable so I try to be realistic with Damn. like who I decide to say if whether or not I look up to them or not. Because I'd like to be realistic in myself before I can be like, oh, I, I want to be just like that person. Does that make sense? It it does. And I guess the the, the older you get, the more those those qualities and the reasoning behind what's a hero just resonates more with you. Right. But yeah. What about you doing? Um, for me, I would say growing up, I, I had a neighbor I looked up to in terms of just the way he carried himself. Uh, <coughs> sorry. So I looked up to the way he carried himself and stuff like that. Um, outside of that, I kind of looked up to the national heroes we had. So like Marcus Garvey, Sam Sharp, Paul Bogle, like I kind of looked up to them for the resilience they had in fighting for what they did. So those are kind of the heroes I looked up to. And it's interesting coming to America, you realize they don't really have that. They don't have as many highlighted as they should even though they have a lot more people in this country that has done a lot more things to help impact where they are today but it's just not taught in schools or even shown true i guess for me personally for me my heroes were always my parents from from day one it was the hardest workers i know were my parents the smartest people I knew were my parents. I wanted to be like them or better than them. 
So like heroes, every time if someone were to ask me who's your hero, it would always go back to mom and dad wanting to be who they were, kind of what they, they represented, their best qualities. I wanted to have those. But I definitely agree with the transition into moving here. There's a lot of, well, we don't see people like us doing things that we would want to do. So it's hard to to assimilate or see yourself in certain lights, which kind of sucks for people that had to live like that growing up. Because I don't think, and I don't know if you guys experienced it any differently growing up in Jamaica, but I don't, I never grew up with the notion that we had limits. Like there are things that we couldn't do or places that we couldn't go. Facts. But moving here, there's there's there are all these caveats. It's like you can be you on this street or in that state or in that college, you know? This is Did did you see that as well? This country kind of taught me racism because before I only knew classism. Oh, yeah. So 100%. What I knew was colorism. Not even classism, but colorism. Yeah, colorism class and classism were the, the two things that, well, in my opinion, the only things that we experienced back home. And to some degree, I think they're the only things that exist there but people are now classing it as racism for whatever stupid reason but i don't know it's it's interesting though just the entire topic of representation because there are a lot of people especially in the black community as i mentioned before that think we need to see more black people in media doing things that would inspire kids um i remember watching um what was that? Uh, the Will Smith's new movie with the uh, Serena and Venus, the Sir Richard, I think, or King Richard. Yeah, yeah, that was a good. Where, it was a good yeah. movie that showed kind of a father with the plan yeah. for his kids. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, growing up, did we have Akila in the movie? Yeah, and but... And then we had Jody and Maxwell win the spelling bee, or... Yeah. We did. We did. Yep. But then again, see, for us, we we had certain things, but I guess here, it, it, it didn't resonate. Yeah. Exactly. It's... I don't know if... I guess I, if we thought about it really deeply, we could, we could pinpoint someone in every profession... And actually, just to pull it back to, I guess, the everyday life, when we went to the doctor as kids, we saw black people. It was a Jamaican-grown person who went to school, became a doctor, a dentist, uh, whatever it is. Here, the difference is within certain communities, the people in that community aren't the ones who are working in those professions for their communities. So True. I guess there's a race disparity between in in that aspect. Yes, not only a race disparity, but you also have a thing where 
in America, when there's any event that a black person from any other country wins, I feel like every other country, black people celebrate that as their win. Whereas I feel America doesn't really recognize it as that's a win for them as black people. Because you'll see, like you said, we had the girl with the spelling bee. She was black, but why wasn't that representation for them to see, hey, a black girl from Jamaica won the spelling bee. So y'all could do it too. It, it didn't register with them till one of theirs did it. And it's like, that don't make sense to me. Because it's like, skin color is skin color regardless. Black is black. It's like, what's the issue? Agreed. Likewise, when you look at African nations, there are tons of African scientists, doctors, lawyers, professionals who are making real impacts and change across the world, but their success is not highlighted here at all. Any success you have in any profession and you come to this country, then you have to then get their standard Mm -hmm. of whatever it is. Regardless of if yours from your country is better than their standard here. Exactly. It's it's kind of a backwards society or system, but I'm sure it was orchestrated for a reason. Not going to get into that, though. Okay, so let's get into the ratchetness. How long after your wife (laughs) or husband passes away (laughs) and you start having sex. How long after they pass away? That is correct, sir. How long after they pass away can you start having sex? How long is the mourning period you gonna wait? Mind you, this is the love of your life, the one you swore your everything to, and for you, this is even extra spicy because I know wifey going to listen. Well, how soon after your spouse passes away? Whenever it happens, it happens. If it's one day after, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Whenever that, that is my answer with my whole heart. Whenever wow. it happens, it happens. I didn't expect that one. <laughs> Uh, and the reason, the reason, the reason before you say, before you comment, Chris, and the reason I say this is grief is, is wicked. So you, you grieve with your penis. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> that is, that is, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when, when people are grieving, your emotions are all over the place. So it's it helps easy to, focus to fall in things in it, one location. No, it's easy to <laughs> fall into certain scenarios. It's not that so you wanted just, that you, to happen. You, you fell into the vagina. It was just there. Oh, you just open. Damn. I'm I'm not helping myself here, am I? <laughs> oh man, Chrisan. Um yeah, so please, please I can't save you, Carrie. Sorry. Um, It's different between women and men, in my opinion. What do you mean? Um, Disagree. I 
think it's different only because there are some women who don't really love their husband like that and just waiting for him to die. And then something he dies, they be out in the streets. <laughs> and then there's some other women who love their partner to death. Um, See, and look it how takes you them some trying time. to be all around the world. We ain't asking about someone. We asking about you. How long well, after it, your man die are you going to be out in the street? Never. No. Absolute lies. No, for me personally, because of the, I know myself, okay, it so might be 30 years. Not the streets, but how long the till the next guy, you know what I'm saying, can start, you know what I'm saying, his little thing? Honestly. Don't say 30 years. Well, technically, if it's 30 years, I would have been old and shriveled up, but that's the whole reason. <laughs> Um, so it, I think it kind of depends on like the time frame we're talking about, because if I'm still young, then, you know, you get like married in the next three years, then five years later, your husband died and he died before you're 40. How long till you jump in on another? I would say like five to 10 years. I would say me. that's cap. To that's you. A lie. To you. To ya. But that's just me. Like, that's not something that I crave. You know what I mean? Like fear. No. I'm good. Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily think that and my response has nothing to do with craving that that, that interaction in that way. It's just that shit happens. I'm I'm not gonna say I'm gonna wait ten years, five years, six months. Whenever it happens, it happens. If it happens one day after, it happens. Well, that's you. I just feel like I wouldn't put myself in that predicament where I'm because like there's men who like to play on that vulnerability. And if you're gonna play on that vulnerability, then I shouldn't even be around you. That's fair. See, I see. I was more agreeing with Carrie when he was like, "When it happened, it happened." Because for me, it's like, you know, what I'm saying she's not here. You know, what I'm saying somebody. Terrible, terrible. Why should I be alone in the cold months of winter? Oh, like, so that's see, not fair to me. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's, it's not the way you me. talk and sound like sis just went. I'm out. not saying that there's a replacement lined up. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm not that bad looking, and I'm sure I could get back in the streets if I needed to. Totally agree. Yeah, once it's I, I don't and I don't think that answer is a violation of any kind of relationship you know trust or it was they, they, they're gonna, people are going to say anything if you if you if you wait 50 years they're going to be like you're the dumbass who stayed so long who waited so long so it doesn't matter what you do but you know what's say crazy? something but you know what's crazy the older men get they can they can 
you know, talk to any woman like any age, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's a woman who's older, she can't get with somebody who's younger than her. She of course like she can. She she could. But it looks could. wrong. It's not yeah. as acceptable See, as it that's is because with men. Wait, wait, wait. Who is it not acceptable to? Other society. men or other women? No, no, no. Who? who what, what part of society? Because men don't care. They don't care. So we talking rats. other women? We talking other women. So y'all are judging each other and blaming <clears throat> us for it. Um, that one. No. Because men look down on women who talk to men younger than them. What men? No, we don't. <laughs> when men are young, <laughs> the aim is to get an older woman. And yep. when you're older, you look at the younger guy getting the older woman like, "Atta boy, you doing what you supposed to?" Like, what are you talking about? Interesting. It's no hate. Just, just nothing to me. Crap, old, older woman all the way. Hundred mm. percent. But hey, if you know men, if you know men who frown upon that, they're missing out. So I, I was told, you know, by you know, there's some people that used to chase down a lot of older women and you know get in trouble and all kind of things. So you know, people running them down, catching them in store, and you live crazy life. You chase older women's all I'm gonna say. True. Yeah, I don't know. But I stick to my statement, my answer. If it happens the day after, it happens. Whenever it happens, it happens. Not planning it, not planning against it. I'm just saying that, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have something lined up at the funeral is all I'm saying. Terrible. <laughs> I don't see nothing, nothing wrong, man. Everybody mm. got to move on, man. Mm. But why? Yeah, why? So why special. is that? Why is that See, terrible? Exactly. Why is it bad? Why is it so bad? Because what I'm moving on with my life. You just buried your wife, and you already ready to move on. I'm not moving on. I'm just being consoled sexually by this nice. You know what? Life. Good night, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Like, no. Well, we're not gonna no. no. I see nothing wrong with that. I'm just so, getting so, some, some help. So on on the flip side of that, then Chrisanne, how soon after you pass should your partner Uh-oh. wait? How long should they wait before Ooh. they move on? How what is long your do they want to hold what however long they want to wait? Okay. I did not up that is not up for me to decide. But I just have my decision. I will applaud the realistic response. In the decision. If you had a say in the decision, how long would you want them? Okay, how about this? How about it? If you could jinx when you die, you could jinx a body part that it don't work. How long you jinx it? (laughs) Let's go with that. How long you jinxing the body part for so it don't work? No. How long? I'm not jinxing anything. Six months? No. A year? How long, how long are you going to have him mourn you? Listen, life goes on. This is so weird. 
your both your responses are opposite each other right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm a jinx that pussy for like twelve <laughs> oh, years, bro. She ain't doing that is nothing. <laughs> my response remains the same if I die whenever it happens it happens I don't care because I'm dead Hmm. come back and haunt you I ain't playing that (laughs) if you want to I'm coming for you 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 seen the movie pushing dudes down the stairs scaring the cat on them got them see right when I know I'm about to die I'm going to get a cat you Come are back, crazy. Make sure that cat can patrol. I already thought about it, man. I got it on lock. Wow. That's why I said he, he's terrible because what? You are <laughs> No. You are crazy. You need help. What do you mean? Like, if it works in the movies, right? Like, come on. Like, this is real life. Exactly. How do you know it worked? Because they've seen it in the movie. they seen it in real life, bro. L- l- let, let her live. After twelve years of mourning, twelve years. Jeez. This ain't twelve years of slavery. God, bruh, it is what it is. Bruh, I can't. <laughs> I can't. You're moving on in twelve minutes, and she has twelve years. Right. <laughs> it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. I'm gonna need to keep it's in contact with both of y'all. That's, that's the way so, life is, man. So when when that part of life hits, I can remind you both of what this conversation was about. <laughs> yes, because he's just ter- twelve years, but he gonna have something lined up at years. the funeral. Get out of here. Yes. <laughs> This guy's gonna he's gonna walk into the funeral arms and arms with somebody else. <laughs> not arms and not the whole family like talking about you behind. talking about you've been cheating on her the whole time. You know what? I, bro, how, how am I gonna be cheating? I just met her. Allegedly. She just coming what to she a doing at the funeral? She just came to a little function with me. Carrie, have a good night. Have a good night. <laughs> Tomorrow is a new day. Oh, I wish you a very happy new year. <laughs> because to, to you we got as so much well. we gotta talk about. <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. Y'all, 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 y'all not real, man. You're crazy. You're crazy. I'm but it is what it is. Well, if that's it, I guess that's it. So there you have it. Remember, guys, if you die, you can come back as a ghost and you can jinx your partner's private so they can't have sex. Look it up on the Internet. I guarantee you it's somewhere out there. Next time, male reasoning coming at you with some more facts. (laughs) 